1: Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, And in this episode, we're going to discuss creating opportunities for young people to raise their voice for greater digital inclusion and agency. Our guest today is on a mission to support a team of pioneers pursuing open innovation to accelerate results for kids. Beau Percival is Senior Advisor, Innovation Ventures over at UNICEF. Hey, Beau, welcome to the show today.
2: Hey, Bill, how you doing? Great to be here. Thanks very much for
1: inviting us on. How am I doing? That's a great question. This is the day after game two of the Ashes. Bo is from Australia, so I was a little bit disgruntled when we got on the top of the call today. But other than that, life is good, Bo. Hey, Bo, um, beyond my introduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself to our audience?
2: Yeah, sure thing. I think you captured it well. Uh, Really, officially, my name is Bo Percival. I'm the Senior Advisor for Innovation for the Ventures Team at the UNICEF Office of Innovation. Uh, Many people don't kind of associate ventures and UNICEF together. So really briefly within UNICEF, we have an office that focuses specifically on innovation. And then in that team, there's a smaller team that focuses on investing uh, and we say testing in, uh, sorry, investing in and testing out uh, new technologies and challenging these technologies to like you said, accelerate results for children.
1: Okay, thank you. So uh, let's get into the mission then. Tell us about the mission of UNICEF and how the UNICEF Venture Fund is supporting companies to help transform the lives of children in some of the toughest places on earth
2: unicef is one of the most recognized brand names around the world and that goes for pretty much every country unicef works in about 190 countries but i think the the funny catch there is that we're very recognizable but not everybody knows all the things we do and do a lot of different pieces in our team specifically uh, what we're really looking at is how we can invest in companies that have either a, a mission or a mandate that aligns with UNICEF's, and this is for impact for children. Uh, the way that that can be defined is in many different ways, but essentially in the work that we're looking at doing uh, over the last few years, as most people know, there's the SDGs, we've been, the UN and others have been working like hard towards those SDGs, but given how aspirational those were, we're sitting a little bit behind where we would like to be. So for UNICEF, why we invest in innovation and why the venture fund and the venture team invests in companies, is because we see these, in this area of open innovation, um, these companies in the emerging markets that we invest in, really giving us a chance to accelerate those results for children and to push us closer to those SDGs um, and and ramp it up a little bit, I guess, is how you'd frame it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Um, Okay, so next question for you is, is, why is it, and then I'm, I'm quoting you now, so important to hear what the youth of today want for a more free, open, and safe, secure digital tomorrow? Tell us why you do what you do.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. It's it's been something that I've been quite connected to for much of my career. My very like one of my very early jobs was as a youth worker and maybe at that time I was also a young person that wasn't getting listened to and it it used to be kind of a driving force for me and the young people that I were working with to, to see so much potential, so much idea, um, and so much passion for what the future looks like. And then for that to kind of fall a little bit flat when it gets into the room of decision makers, um, particularly policymakers and others. Uh, and so that that's one part of it, that's my personal motivation about why I care about having this voice raised is because these ideas are ideas that will come to fruition in the future, um, that will potentially change the future, uh, and will really it, it's stuff that needs to be heard. I think um, that's kind of the main driver. The other piece particularly is right now, um, there's a UN kind of process that's going along at the moment. And next year in September, there will be this big event called the Summit of the Future. And it's a chance for member states, for private sector companies, for everybody to get together and kind of set out a bit of a guideline and a framework of what the future looks like. Um, In that, there is a a piece of work called the Global Digital Compact. um, And the Global Digital Compact is basically those member states having a discussion about what the digital future looks like. How we make it free how we make it open accessible inclusive all the rest of it what we've noticed in this whole process is that there is very little opportunity for young people to raise their voice and all of these decisions are going to be made by a group of people um, that won't necessarily be there to to have those decisions land for them and so we really and why i'm like particularly fired up about it at the moment is we want to make sure that young people are in those spaces that they're able to influence that process and they're able to actually help design um, decide and kind of develop the solutions and what that future will look like because ultimately they're going to be the ones that that are holding that future in their
0: hands when it when it comes to fruition once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up it makes you think differently and it leaves you inspired that event is disrupt HR the format is 14 speakers five minutes each and slides rotate every 15 seconds If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader, and you've got something to say about talent, culture, or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at DisruptHR.co.
1: Okay, so you guys are involved with a summit of the future.
2: That's UN um, and member states uh, event. So that's one of the current Secretary General's main initiatives. Um, they're putting that on as, as a bit of a, a marker in time. So in the same, we had the like, probably goes back a long way here, but millennial development goals for so the MDGs. We then moved into SDGs. And now what's coming next is this some of the future for for like countries around the world to get together with the UN and say, like, what do we want the future to look like? Um, so it's quite a big kind of marker of time. Um Across the UN system, but also for for member states. Okay, thank you very much.
1: Now then, along with UNICEF uh, Innovation Ventures Fund founder Stephanie Sai from Thinking Machines, plus Mohammed Leela, founder of On Air Host at Goodable, you were recently part of a session at Collision in beautiful Toronto called "Innovating to Reach Every Child." Can you tell us more about the session and some of the hoped for learning outcomes?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beautiful Toronto, great way of putting it. It was my first visit there, despite living on the West Coast for quite a while. It it was lovely to be there. Collision was everything that it's put on its label. So it was an amazing opportunity to get everybody together, kind of like have everybody crash in this space and and get to know each other in kind of unusual ways. I had lots of incredible meetings. The session that we had um, with Muhammad Leela and with Stephanie Sai was really to explore this idea of kind of digital equity and tech equity and how the UNICEF Venture Fund invests in companies um, around the world. So we specifically focus on companies from what we call UNICEF program countries. So these are the countries that we work in um, with UNICEF's work. We specifically invest in companies that um, have a focus on open source tech, and we specifically invest to increase um, representation in founders. And in that session, we, we talked a little bit about the fund. Um, Steph's company is an AI company that she started in Manila. Um, and her focus of that company is to, to use um, AI data analytics, um, but to develop the data that they're using and then the models that they're using um, for the country in which they're actually going to be used. So we see in a lot of countries, or in a lot of examples, we would see like a piece of tech being developed in the Valley, and then it would be applied to like, you know, Western India or something like this. And that tech doesn't always land or fit perfectly. And so that's, that's kind of the discussion that we talked about is how we can invest in companies like Steph's. Her company started with her and a couple of friends. Now has over 200 people that provides not only the tech, but opportunities for people locally um, to have these amazing career paths in technology, but really be focused on local problems.
1: And why Collision? What, what, what's the fit there? Uh, why is that the right
2: kind of event for someone like yourself to be speaking up? yeah good question i'm i part of my answer might sound a bit cynical <laughs> cynical but i'll I'll temper it to some extent. I think there's not a lot of our voice in those kind of conferences I've been to multiple conferences, probably not the same size of collision, but ones around um uh tech and ones around like blockchain and crypto and this kind of stuff and actually Mohammed said it in the chat that we had was everybody says that they're changing the world um, and everybody says that they're working on this piece of technology that's going to change the world. But there's very few of the people in that um, space that work in our sector where that's literally the mandate of the sector is to look at how we can improve the world, do development, et cetera. So I think for us, it's like to get into a new spaces that we're, that the UN's not typically seen in. And it's always a surprise when you say that we have a venture fund in UNICEF, people are like, I didn't know that's what UNICEF did. And so collision for us was the right um, Uh, Right context because of exactly again going back to that name, it, it was us being able to be in a space where there's all these tech companies that may even want to work with us, that may even be able to support our work, um or may just be interested in changing the world, and we might be able to be a part of that journey for them too. So, I think for us, we want to make sure that we stay relevant, that we stay at the cutting edge, um but also that we keep bringing this voice that is like, I like, are you doing good? We see this like tech for good stuff all the time, so it's how are you doing good um and and what part of this will have not only an impact on the bottom line and the finances and that company's um uh but also on on children um on the climate uh etc and just a big
1: shout out to the collision team you guys do an awesome job and uh you were responsible for connecting bo and i so we could have this chit chat today so thank you very much and i understand that collision have announced that uh, the conference will be back in beautiful Toronto again in 2024. So uh, get your tickets early, folks. Um, Bo, can we talk a little bit about blockchain? You you, you speak about this quite a lot on, on your socials. How can blockchain be used for tangible impact?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think, and actually just to kind of put it out there, I've been involved in the blockchain and crypto space for quite a long time. Um, but in the early days of crypto, I was always asking this question because I worked in development for longer than I've been in that space um, and and used to just keep myself up at night thinking like I can see like so much value of this technology, um, but how could we be using it, quote unquote, for good, but how could we, we be using it in development? So there's a lot of different examples. I think one of the most obvious examples that's been used a lot at the moment is um, in terms of humanitarian assistance um, and development support. So We've seen examples in ukraine where we've been able to move like tokens or vouchers across borders um, being able to provide that assistance to people who need it the the key part of this is probably twofold for me at a like more deep philosophical level the real applications for humanitarian development work is around like trust and transparency so when you need to move and and move stuff transactions quickly when you need to move something quickly particularly in response to an emergency um, there is little way that is faster than being able to move things on chain. Um, when you need things to be transparent and visible, like if we're working with donors and they kind of want to make sure that their money is getting to where they say, where we say it's going, then you can show all of that on chain. Um, and then this also helps like build trust with people who might be considering donating, but, or donating, but also considering um, receiving funds in one country when they're being sent from another country. Uh, so that's, that's one other um part of it as well. And that's kind of the most obvious use case that we're doing. We're doing a few um, tests at the moment in Nepal um, based on this model as well. And I'm sure there'll be more to come um, as uh, to that. The other thing that we're actually doing, and I'd be remiss of me not to talk about it just really briefly, um, but we do have a venture fund, like part of our venture fund is completely denominated in crypto. So we um, can transact in Bitcoin, ETH, and a soon-to-come stablecoin. Um, And so we do fund companies um, with with crypto as well, Um, companies that are working on blockchain projects, um, but also companies that are just willing to take it because we see this as a as a great way to be able to um, fund, you know, what's coming next in digital finance.
1: Excellent. And just finally for today, Bo, how can our listeners learn more about you? Maybe that's through LinkedIn email. Maybe you want to share some of your other socials. And of course, how can they learn more about the UNICEF Venture Fund?
2: Yeah, so um, to save me putting out a whole lot of like dot, dot, dots and www's, I would say um, just Google the UNICEF Innovation Fund, uh, the UNICEF Venture Fund, sorry, and you'll find it um, quite quickly. Uh, Happy for people to hit me up on LinkedIn. So, LinkedIn slash Bob Percival. That tends to be the most effective place to connect with me. And then also, UNICEF uh, Innovation, which is found on LinkedIn and um, other socials, Twitter, et cetera, uh, is a great way to keep up with our work too.
1: Excellent. Well, that just leads me to. Bo Percival, thank you very much for being my guest. Bill, thanks so much for having me, appreciate it. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working.
0: Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media and visit hrgazette.com.